Welcome to another episode of The Greatest Pod, where we discuss and debate what makes something great. I'm Ed Greer. I'm Ron Swallow. And I am producer Bill. And today we are doing the JLA draft. That is right. Each of us is picking a JLA team, Justice League of America, that is. And these teams will exemplify our personalities. And at the end of this hour or somewhere in the middle, we'll start a battle royale to see whose team reigns supreme. And I think with DC, we got to put some ground rules in here because... This isn't Marvel where it's like you got a couple heavy hitters and a bunch of street level and maybe a few magic characters. First of all, in DC, almost every single one of their characters has been a Justice League member at some point or another. And most of them are straight up world breakers. So we got to lay some ground rules down here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, um, I think we all agreed that uh, we weren't doing any... Uh, super powerful members, except for the the character that we basically start off with. Um, I went with Batman just because I wanted Ed to not have Batman. <laughs> Ron is continuing his strategy of cutting out Ed's heart that he started in the Avengers draft. <laughs> I'm telling you, just like real Batman, he just uses the relationship <laughs> against me. It's like yeah, I know where the, I know where those naked pictures of your mom are. So here you go, extortion. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, as we're splitting up the big three, you know, I'm going Superman, of course, right? And so that leaves me with you know just the most powerful dynamic one of them all in Wonder Woman. So I think I'm very I'm very happy with how this draft uh, shook out in regards to how we how we picked our our building block and uh, the bottom. I was going to say the bottom bitch, but I got Wonder Woman. That's disrespectful. <laughs> but, you know, the person who you build your team around, I think you see our personalities even in these picks. You know, I, I'm very happy to have gotten Wonder Woman. I'll be honest, Ed, thinking about it, I almost envy you having Wonder Woman. As much as I'm a, a big Superman head, I think the character, number one, that works best within the milieu of the Justice League and also is probably the most versatile, valuable member would be Wonder Woman because not only do you have incredible power, you've also got a little bit of magic flair. She can call on the gods. She can call on all kinds of weird, you know, esoteric entities. And she's probably the strongest leader out of the big three. So Wonder Woman is a great foundation for your Justice League. Mm-hmm. And I always yeah. just really, uh, real quick, before we even start, I always thought that uh, Batman would be a bad leader because he's like always distrustful of everybody. Even in delegating, he might be distrustful. And Superman would be like how Michael Jordan wasn't necessarily a great leader. He would right. go out and do, and you had to keep up. You know, so it's not as much instruction and 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 good speechifying like Captain America or something of this nature. I also think that Superman is a little bit too accommodating. So he would like want to, in some of the more Pollyanna versions, especially like he would want to make everybody feel like they have a voice in the team. Whereas Wonder Woman is way more likely to be like, no, bitch, we're doing it this way. Yeah. You got to respect. <laughs> and, but that's also Batman's problem too. It's like, uh, and, and he would even, he might not even tell you, he might just try to manipulate you into doing it by using your weaknesses. Yeah, That's fair. <laughs> very very Ron like in that. Wait, what? 
<laughs> All right. Well, look, so the other ground rule here is um, for obvious reasons, you look at the big five of the Justice League, the two re- the two remaining members are Green Lantern and Flash. And we've made a gentleman's agreement to keep Green Lantern and Flash out of this draft because both of those characters are probably the most ludicrously overpowered characters in the DCU. And it becomes almost comical to try to come up with a battle royale situation or to like nerf them out of the fight. So mm-hmm. no Flash, no Green Lantern. Yeah. And uh, and dude, I'm really very glad that you said it in that fashion rather than doing something that might lose us listeners, like saying, uh, they both suck ass. Like, I'm <laughs> glad you didn't do that because see that that would be bad, you know, for uh-huh. us to like say something like that. Cause these are immensely popular characters. So like, you know, admitting that they really fucking suck, except for maybe the chick from far sector and a couple of the ones that wear luchador masks and shit. Like, you know, <laughs> saying that <laughs> about these characters would be bad for business. So I, Thank you for staying away from making such declarative statements, Bill. And did you just say that the Flash and Green Lantern suck? Did you just? No, no, I didn't. I'm saying no, I'm you saying would never lauding say Bill for not saying that, even though he probably thinks that because you think that. And you know, he thinks the truth. I think the truth. We're all dealing in, <laughs> in truth here. I got, I got, I got Wonder Woman's. Uh, <laughs> I got Wonder Woman's rope around me right now. Yeah. I got the lariat around my shoulders, and I have to tell the truth throughout the rest of this podcast. I've got a random number generator, and just for the draft order to change things up a little bit, we could do prices right rules between one and a hundred and figure out who goes first, second, and third. That sounds great. All right. So we're gonna go between one and a hundred. I'll show you guys the screen when I hit the button. But Ed, what number are you picking? 58. Ron. Well, you already know what I'm picking. It's 42. <laughs> Hmm. I'm going to go 11 on the off chance that you guys are both way over. Mm-hmm. All right. So it has 12 up there because it comes up with a number already. But here we go. We're hitting generate 53. 53. Damn. Mm. Wow. Nice. Looks like, uh, Ron, right. Ed, you said 58. I said so 58. Ron, Ron wins. So between me and Ed, let's do it one more time between one and 100. Uh, okay. Uh, 27. Uh, I'm going to go 40. 27 and 40. Here we go. Oh, 58. 58. All right. <laughs> that was one, fuck. That was one off. Jesus. Google, Google is pulling a Ron and trying to fuck with Ed here. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you didn't know that I also goes, control Google. I just don't let it give me any money. <laughs> the order goes Ron, me, Ed. So Ron, with Batman already on the team, kick us off. All right. Uh, I think that this has to be my guy. My powerful guy. Mm-hmm. And that's Lobo. Oh, shit. <laughs> Coming out of left field early. Yeah, he is super powerful. He's funny. He makes wise cracks the entire time. Uh, the one problem is that I feel like, uh, and, and I feel like with Batman on my team, he would be able to analyze Lobo enough to sort of make him uh, inadvertently do the things he needs the Lobo to do. You know, just be like, eh, yeah, you know, you may end up with a lot of money if you go and punch that one dude in a face. Yeah, or, or tell him, tell him it would be really, it'd be socially unacceptable for you to punch that dude in the face. He's yeah. Like, oh, well, fetal's giz. I'm going to frag him. And for those of you who may be crying foul on the Lobo pick, Lobo was in fact a member of the Justice League in the mm-hmm. DC Rebirth era, which is crazy. Yeah. <sighs> He's mad it's at me. It's so he crazy. 
It's so crazy that you did that, you fuck. I can't believe it. On my yeah. fucking phone, it says Lobo at the top of my fucking list. He was my top pick. Not not in there, like some hey, some branch out idea. He was my top pick, and you snaked him. Well, Good. I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in with my pick. I've already got a powerhouse with Superman. I'm gonna go with an underrated powerful character who brings a totally different skill set, but gives me a lot of versatility. And that, my friends, is Eel O'Brien, Plastic Man. Fuck! Nice. What's going on here? Son of a bitch! (laughs) Oh, my God. I I had a feeling. I had a feeling. Oh, son of a bitch! Okay. All right. That that was on my list, too. Although, something else also. So... <laughs> Although something else also. Well, I, it, but yeah, I think both of those guys, I mean, honestly, just as as the picking as the person picking third due to cosmic fuckery, um I literally enjoy both of those picks guys because they're out of the box thinking number one they're immensely powerful characters they're a little bit wild cards and they each have special skills like lobo is a bounty hunter there's no one who could hide from him at any sector of the universe and he's shown an ability and almost psionic gladiator from marvel like ability to be whatever power level he needs to be you want to fight you want to fight superman you want to fight santa claus you're equipped to do both and have a battle knock down drag out battle with either or you know what i'm saying so that's beautiful and eel o'brien man uh just super invulnerable almost immortal in his durability uh super versatile in his uh t1000s nature beautiful picks guys honestly Fantastic. Um, well, Ed, as the third pick, we're doing the snake draft, so you get two here. Choose wisely, my friend. Plastic Man and Lobo were like my big guns. I really, <laughs> I really got to <laughs> hit it. Um, you know, but I think I'm going to pick my interesting, like, um, I'm going to pick my interesting, above street level, like, very versatile character. I'm going to pick my versatile character right now, my uh, John Havlicek from Before They Let Black People Play Basketball type type <laughs> of guy, just like this utility player that could do everything and and really uh, and helps your team win. And I think I'm going to pick Vixen. Ooh. Vixen, much, much like uh, certain other animal-based characters, can literally get, not only – take the powers of any animal that's ever existed on earth. She's shown abilities to mimic uh, animals, you know, uh, alien animals, alien extinct animals to all the different machinations of all the DC stories. Um, so, and she's become, uh, she can fly it like Mach two, you know, when she, when she approximates what a house fly can fly, like, you know what I mean? Just like immensely powerful character. I, she's, she's the entire middle of my team. I think she could take on for a moment, almost any character that anybody could throw at her. So, uh, she's very underrated, super fresh character that can adopt a lot of, um, she's like a Mazo. It's like having mm-hmm. a Mazo on my team. Um, I like that pick. So, uh, and secondly, you know what? Sisters are doing it for themselves. And I think I'm going to pick, it's it's between two characters. I might pick this. I might pick, I'm going to probably pick three girls on my team, just so you know, mm-hmm. uh, or maybe even four. So, um, Big Barda, baby. I'm sorry. Oh, you're, you're not going to fight my Wonder Woman with Big Barda. No, Wonder Woman and Big Barda. And I, I picked Big Barda because of the fact that uh, she can't fly, but she can move around with the power of the boom tubes and, and all that shit. And she can even shoot, you know, blast at the ground to fly up in the sky and shit. Super invulnerable, can fight Wonder Woman to a standstill. Uh, 
very well combat trained, like a Themyscarin, but with just a little bit more of a sense of humor, I think. And uh, I just, I really, I really just love her as a character. And I think she's a great boon to my team. And the Mega Rod, besides its teleportation abilities, can fuck up people like Superman. So immensely powerful character that I'm taking off the board. And and she's not going to be fighting my Wonder Woman. They are sisters working together. Damn. Well, that's uh, that's a hell of a pick. I, there's a there's a couple different ways I could go. I feel like between Wonder Woman and Big Barda, I, I need more. Even beyond Superman, it's like I need more power on my team. But there's a couple characters that I feel like could give me a little more versatility. Mm-hmm. I'm torn. You know who I'm going to go with though is underappreciated '90s stalwart, the Ray. Nice. So, yeah, the Ray is a light and energy-based character. He's got flight. He's got light speed. He's got energy blasts. He's got a certain amount of invulnerability because, if I'm not mistaken, he can go intangible, just become a total energy form. Um, very, very uh, big in a fight. He's, he, he was actually a pivotal character in Zero Hour, which mm-hmm. isn't saying much, but <laughs> he was like he was like the one who defeated – Hal Jordan and restarted the universe when like all the other characters just pooled their powers into him because he also has that ability to absorb other people's energy so he can nerf a lot of your energy-based blasts and things like that just based Mm -hmm. on his power set. So I feel like the Ray is a good addition. That's awesome. Yep. Ron? You know, uh, I think I got to go with with my girl, Zatanna. Oh, knew it was coming. Mm -hmm. I mean... How could I not pick a magic character when a magic character is available to me? <laughs> a magic character in fishnets, too. That's right. I mean, how do you not? I mean, uh, come I, on. I do want to note that, Ron, your team of Batman, Lobo, and Zatanna feels like a team that they would actually publish. Like, this is, <laughs> there's something, Yeah, there's like a holistic quality there. It's pretty great. I'm pretty happy with it. Zatanna, obviously... Uh, does all the magic she has to speak backwards which is hilarious and entertaining to me she's hot um, which i think will distract everybody while she's out there doing magic Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. she's got a top hat uh you have a top hat i don't think so (laughs) So. (laughs) she's fucking she she looks like uh the last scene of the prestige I think she's an interesting magic character. She's not like some of the fly around fake Doctor Stranges or stuff like that. She seems more like like if a if an actual comedy and magic club magician found out they were actually tapping into the other world of the mystic, you know what I mean, and got thrust into superhero dumb, which is why her costume is so ridiculous and she keeps it. There's something really fresh about that. Your your team looks beautiful. That's yeah. true. I also like the fact that Zatanna is is kind of an underestimated powerhouse in so yeah. much as like she has been proven to have almost near instantaneous teleportation. She can really counteract almost any attack um, just by having the right combination of backwards words. So it's like she's a she's a good, versatile, powerful member of that team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So it's down to me now. I've got the powerhouse in Superman. I've got the versatility of Plastic Man. I've got sort of the energy powers of the Ray. All right, I'm going to, you know what? I am going to go to one of the standout characters of the Justice League animated series who brings both an expertise in um, alien fighting techniques and also just another flying heavy hitter, and that is Hawkgirl. I think Hawkgirl... Mm. Under you know the hawk people in general, great fighters, 
super strength. You know, Hawkman definitely got bitched in that Black Adam movie. Um, <laughs> and maybe because of that, I'm going to go with Hawkgirl, who is just an overall more enjoyable character. I like it. Yep. I like it too, and uh, and I th- I liken it to uh, my pick when I picked Vixen because, like I said, there's there's this in between the gods and the ground level people. There is an area in DC that just though those seem to be the rarest characters, mm-hmm. you know, the ones who aren't street level org super gods. Those seem to be the rarest, and in that rarefied air, there's a few characters like like Vixen, like like Homegirl that are and the nth metal giving you enough to f- fight a god if you need to. But for the most part, flying around, catching stuff, battling people, you know, minor super strength. That's a good area, dude. I mismanaged this because of the snake draft. Ron should have technically had two picks. That's my bad. So, Ron, I want to give you the opportunity. If you really were going to go with Hawkgirl, you can have her because that was my bad. But otherwise, who would be your number four pick here? It's elongated, man. Ooh, nice. Interesting. He's super smart. Got the, the great detective skills. Also uh, has a real good marriage, uh, which in comics is a hilariously amazing and rare. Although technically his wife does die at one point, but then they're still married because she becomes a ghost. So, um, yeah, Sue, Sue Dibney basically becomes a ghost and she can fly and she can rematerialize when she needs to, to, you know, make out um when they got to make out, which is very important in a marriage. <laughs> also, he's funny. Um, I, mm. I want characters that are entertaining and funny on my team. And Elongated Man, he's like, I think he's not quite as durable and tough as Plastic Man, but he is pretty awesome. Also, he can smell stuff. He's great at smelling stuff. I don't know if you knew that. That's true. He's got that nose. He's got yeah, the he's got nose a super sniffer. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just his nose wiggles when it's when it's time to solve crimes. It's not like he's like a dog or something that can sniff across stuff. It just his, which is that's some DC shit, man. I'm, I'm gonna pick the Detective Chimp so we can get fucking stupid in here. Um, okay, uh, so it's my pick. Um, you know what? I wasn't gonna go this route, but it is it is appearing to me that I need somebody that is capable of, of doing some of this transmutational jazz that some of you guys magic characters or some of you guys uh, weird physically malleable characters can do and maybe even take those abilities away in some fashion. So I'm going with uh, Firestorm. Mm. With his ability, molecular transmutation, molecular uh, reconstruction, depending on which version you do. He's got a genius in his head. He has the the ability to like tell the, the body to do this super smart thing in the midst of this battle. So I think it's like it's almost me adding two characters, which I guess I am like <laughs> I have to do because we're going snake draft. So right. uh, so, yes, I've already done it. I've got two characters and that's that's Firestorm. And also just the the nuclear abilities as well to get with some of the powerhouses that you guys have on your teams. Like I, I could conceivably for a minute or two put Firestorm against Superman and it's not stupid because You're of right. because of his molecular abilities. So I think he could kind of plug holes in the battlefield, you know. And like I said, I'm definitely going to use him to fuck up one of y'all plastic dudes. So say goodbye <laughs> to one of those motherfuckers. Get, get, ready, get ready to be a puddle of water, one of y'all. Um, <laughs> Uh, and so, uh, speaking of which, uh, Aquaman, no, not Aquaman either. <laughs> he talks not to fish, dude. He talks to fish. Dude, no. Fuck Don't no. you want to know what fish have to say? <laughs> I think this pick is the hardest for me. This, this sort of 
um, this area of pick. But you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do something similar to what uh, Ron and Bill did in the last uh, CR episode where we drafted Avengers teams in this fashion. I got to have a human being person on this mm-hmm. fucking team. I got to have some human person with resources and, intel- and intelligence and infiltration abilities and things of this nature. And you know what? I know. There ain't a better one than my main man, Dick Grayson. There isn't. There isn't one. There's Batman. And if I have to, if I'm going against Batman, you could do a lot worse than having uh, Dick Grayson on your team. And, uh, and also Dick Grayson has Superman's respect and love. So I can kind of play some of the heartstrings. Uh, He's Mm -hmm. named after a Kryptonian uh, entity from, from myth and lore. So there's a little bit of like psychological manipulation I can play, a little social game to to use survivor terminology. And also he's just a bad motherfucker, man. Like Nightwing can really fuck dudes up in some of the same ways that Batman can. So I, I if I'm gonna have a trace busta busta on my team, I got I got Nightwing. And I think he's a, a very capable leader when the if the ladies are too busy kicking ass, he can kind of take over a section of the team and marshal them to victory. Okay. I like that pick a lot, and it makes me feel like I was going to go one of two ways. I got a pick that I feel like I'm keeping in my pocket for our wild card alternate. Mm-hmm. But to round out my team, I am also going to go with a human character who brings a totally different sort of skill set and, um, I don't know, power set, I guess, as much as they're not really powers. But one of Superman's really good friends, a member of the super family, if you will, and that is Steel. The Ooh, Iron Man nice. of the DC Universe. Interesting. Very underappreciated, but a versatile character who brings a genius engineering mind as well as a, a suit of armor, arguably more powerful than Iron Man's. Maybe it doesn't have the arc reactor, but that thing is damn near indestructible. At one time, it was made of like living liquid metal, responded to his every thought. He's got the hammer that is electrified. I want to say maybe even made of ent metal at a certain point. Um, and just an all-around great strategist and technician. I think Steel, especially with the respect he has for Superman, working hand-in-hand with Superman, is a good human character to round out my team. I'm going to go Steel. Nice. So am I in my last pick? You are. You've got one left, and that that brings us all to five. And then we're doing one wild card. Yeah, we'll, we'll review them, and then we'll do the alternate. Okay. Hmm. You know, I don't think I have any tech guys, so I think I'm going to go with the Atom. Ooh. Ray, Ray That's Palmer. That's nice. Nice. Yeah. I mean, uh, the Atom has, uh, well, first off, he shrinks down, uh, <laughs> and who doesn't love a shrinker, right? Mm-hmm. He he could. <laughs> it's shrinkage. It's shrinkage. <laughs> the water was cold. George's yeah. girlfriend doesn't love a shrinker. That's what we found <laughs> That's, That's a good point. That's a good point. That's a good point. Um, also, again, another character that I think has a pretty cool and fun personality in a, a various runs. I think in some runs he's also kind of an idiot, or not an idiot, but an asshole. Uh, but I like him better when he's not an asshole. So, you know. I think Ray Palmer is one of the great underutilized characters in the DC universe. You know, he's a guy who is, he's more of an academic than he is even a superhero. <laughs> and like, his shrinking power is significantly more powerful, as is the case in DC, than somebody like Ant-Man. So it's almost like de rigueur that Ray Palmer is just conducting experiments on the subatomic realm, you know, investigating the nature of reality, able to traverse multiverses sometimes. Like this dude is super science 
to the 11th degree. So I, I love that character. I think it's a good pick. Absolutely. All right. So let's do the rundown. We now have our starting five. Before we get to the alternates, Ron started with Batman, added Lobo, Zatanna, Elongated Man, and the Atom, a very well-rounded team. I started with Superman. I added Plastic Man, The Ray, Hawk Girl, and Steel. Ed started with Wonder Woman, added Vixen, Big Barda, Firestorm, and Nightwing. That's sort of an unconventional team that I think I would like to read about. Like that's a that's a good one to actually put into a book. Yeah, um, I was thinking a little bit about that too, like just how they would uh, kind of go together, a little little bit of the maybe uh, uh, butting heads of Wonder Woman and Barda, or maybe they're just in this sapphic relationship, and the rest <laughs> of them, everybody has to couch out of them. You know, it just there's so many ways you can go with that. You know, and uh, just the genius Firestorm. <laughs> Hit the old man in his mind, just looking at their butts all the time. It's like, why are you making our eyes look at their butts? They're so they're gonna catch us and beat our ass. Yeah, it's almost yeah. like Wonder Woman stealing Batman shtick. It'd be like Wonder Woman and the Outsiders would be Vixen, Big Barda, Firestorm, and Nightwing. <laughs> yes, absolutely. That's funny. We all have pretty well balanced teams. There's definitely powerhouses. There's the human sort of savant tech characters. There is the stretchy matter manipulation. And there is the uh, the energy manipulation, along with just some ground level fighting. So I mean, I think we're all we're pretty well matched now for the wild card, which we learned during the Avengers draft was sort of the trump card that you pull out. So I don't know if that's how you're going to go with it this time around, but we'll start with Ron. Who is your sixth man alternate on your version of the Justice League? Well, here's the thing. In in this time period, in this situation, my team, uh, while I do think they're awesome, I don't know if anybody has a specific manipulation upon uh, any of the other teams. And there's one team I'm worried about, and, and that that is Ed's team, right? So um, I'm mm. going to pick Mr. Miracle. Mm. Nice. That's a good mm-hmm. pick, dude. So... I'm looking at my roster and I realize that I have a, a real blind spot with magic, which is less of an issue with Ed's team, but Ron's got Zatanna sitting over there. And I could go Dr. Fate, but it feels like a basic bitch answer. Instead, I am going to go one of my favorite DC characters created by the late, great Jack Kirby, and that is Jason Blood Etrigan the Demon. Perfect. I would. That was on my list too. I almost put him in as well. And a great, a great pick. I I really respect you guys' picks. As is my custom. I think I got to go with some people that that almost made the list. Uh, I had I had been a little bit in the in the market for a freaking uh, miracle man. So thanks, fucking Ron. Um, for some way we got to break this mind meld. I, I got to do something. I, I got to put on Kane Marco's helmet, you know, to make, get you out of my fucking head. Okay. I'm the juggernaut, bitch. Stay out of my head. I was going to pick Red Tornado. Uh, CR CR episode uh, reconceiving characters. A uh, greatest comic uh, comic book reconceptions for our reconception of Red Tornado. We made him remarkably better than he is in DC Comics. Um, but re- really, I was thinking of going with Metamorpho. Also on my list. Mine yeah, too, but, by the way. Yeah, but I think I got his powers in Firestorm. Yep. You know, yep. uh, so I didn't want to double up in that fashion. Obviously, I thought about Martian Manhunter, but Martian Manhunter suffers from the same disease as the Flash and Green Lantern do, which is too much power and boring sucky itis. 
Yep. It's 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 a very uh, it's a virulent disease that fucks you up for seventy five years. Yeah, um, if I could jump on that for a second, mm-hmm. like I was even thinking about going um, Miss Martian, who is arguably a better character, but still, like Martian Manhunter, they gotta scale his powers back. Like Boy. he could do everything Superman can do. He can change any shape. He can read your mind. Like that is nuts. Yeah, it's just too, it's just too fucking much. Also on my list, Power Girl. Ooh, yeah. I really thought that I would be, you know, in in need of a flyer gal, but I mean, between Wonder Woman, depending on the depiction of her, and and Big Barda's just move about ability, and Vixen being able to fly, and Firestorm being able to fly, it just kind of went down and down and down on my list, you know. And then Nightwing's pick taking up that, and uh, last uh, one that I w- was thinking about and didn't put on here, um, technically Supergirl was one of those as well, but I was sure. like, that's kind of a cop out to kind of just throw superman's cousin at him and that's not cool uh and i also did think about dr fate but again corny uh and i also thought about black adam but again Mm. overpowered low-key corny i had shazam on my list too right right so in lieu of that i decided what my mystical character would be if we're going to call him that the motherfucking swamp thing oh yes oh yeah you win dude the motherfucking swamp thing is so dope from his ability to be as big as a city block or as small as a seed for him to like plant a seed in your gut and grow himself out of your body and bust you apart. <laughs> like he mm-hmm. can do like anything, dude. He got, he got, they threw him to the moon and he reformed himself out of the seeds. He had planted on some guy's face. You know what I'm saying? Like, dude, he's just wild. And in his connection with the, with the nexus of realities, which they've put on man thing and swamp thing, like, Somebody got to stop biting somebody. Like, what the fuck with that shit? But yeah, um, so in certain continuities, he's mastered elements. I'm not going to worry about that. His element is he's... And why, number one, why don't they have him and and Poison Ivy fuck? What's up with that? I understand she's in a sapphic relationship with um, Harley Quinn these days, and I love that. It's great. But at no time for 75 years before that, did he get with the swamp thing fuck with poison ivy they could make an eco terrorist team to take over the world <laughs> that would be pretty great i'd, I'd read that I, yeah i can't argue with that it's an absolute uh missed opportunity there you know I, just to go off on a little bit of a tangent i've always felt you know dc really should have four sort of big gun characters and obviously superman batman and wonder woman are the top three But if you look at that, like Superman is your big sci-fi character. Batman is your noir, you know, street level character. Wonder Woman is your myth and legend character. But the other corner of the DC universe that needs representation is sort of like the eldritch magic and monsters. And Mm -hmm. for my money, that fourth character would have to be either Swamp Thing or Constantine. Like there's Mm -hmm. on the on the Mount Rushmore of DC characters, I think. Either one of those, and I think it's an argument, Swamp Thing is maybe a little bit more mainstream and accessible, whereas Constantine is probably a little bit more exposed in that like he's had more multimedia variations, people know him a little bit more, etc. But yeah, that's a, that's a corner of the DC Universe that matters a lot and is often kind of disregarded when you're just talking about the superhero characters. Yep. Yeah, I think yep. one thing they missed in Amalgam is uh, when you put together Swamp Thing with our boy Gambit so that he's in the swamp because he is Cajon. <laughs> oh, and you know what? I'm glad I picked uh, Nightwing instead of Nightwang. Nightwang. 
Knight, Knight Wang doesn't belong on any team. He's his own man, damn it. That's right. I'll work with you if it like benefits me, but otherwise, I got shit to do. All right. Knight Wang, Wang is a sovereign citizen. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't pay no taxes, man. That's that's what for the man. I'm moonshine and I, I keep my own dime. Whatever. <laughs> I love that Good rhyme. Time. That was great, Ed. Nightwing. I've never seen you have that. <clears throat> no, man. That's, it's not Wang. Oh, say, I'm sorry. Say it right. I'm sorry. Uh, Mr. Nightwang. Uh, I've never seen you really with facial hair. What caused you to uh, grow this magnificent beard? Well, when I realized I could make it look tight and beautiful using the beard hedger for manscaped.com, I was like jumping on that thing, man. You you can put it at any level. You can go smooth on one side and leave it out like 10 millimeters or something like that. I don't know numbers that well, but there's like (laughs) 20 lengths. All right. Oh man! I mean, so basically, does it does the uh, manscape beard hedger have a bunch of goofy attachments you have to put on? Hell no! Burn? Oh wow! Okay, the only attachments I need are on my belt when I'm patrolling Bloodhaven. All right. All right. Well, uh, I know Batman recently cut you off from the fortune, and times might be a little tight for you. Uh, how did you get it so so cheap at such a reasonable rate? Oh, you know what I did? I just followed these boys. I don't know if you know them, Ed and Ron. I just used a promo code, Greatest Pod, when I checked out and I got 20% off and free shipping. Uh. Well, Mr. Grayson. Uh, uh, hey, I'm not Mr. Grayson. I'm not Wayne. Who's Grayson? And that's all the time we have for this read. Manscaped.com. Go there, put in the promo code, Greatest Pod, and you'll get 20% off and free shipping. Oh, God, he's crawling out of the comic book. He's going to do some flips and kick me in my mouth. I got to go. I'll get you, you son of a bitch. <laughs> so uh, is there anything that you guys think we might have missed? Like, I was thinking about Animal Man, uh, mm-hmm. possibly Booster Gold or Blue Beetle. Yeah, I mean, for me, a lot of the characters that I really like in DC end up being kind of underpowered. So believe it or not, some of my favorite DC characters would be like the question yeah. Dr. Midnight, who is a JSA character that mm-hmm. like is underappreciated. And actually the uh the old Wesley Dodds Sandman with just the gas mask and the gas gun. Dude, I, I, I always thought that character was like a perfect sort of noir street level character. I thought about picking Wesley Dodd Sandman, and then I thought about him running around trying to gas Big Barter or somebody, and I was like, no thanks. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like, there would almost be an interesting – maybe it's we draft the outsiders, but it's like trying to keep it more of the street-level characters would be a cool opportunity in D.C. Actually, let's let's do something like that. Last time when we did the draft, in between us picking the team and doing the um, battle royale, we did mm. pick a stealth Avengers team made of people who didn't get drafted. So let's kind of go that route. So who would we put on this sort of indeterminate? We don't want to call it street. Let's call it stealth team again. Yeah. yeah. St- what would be a stealth team? JLA. And okay, well, you want to start with Wesley Dodds? Like Wesley Dodds leads the stealth, the stealth uh, JLA. I kind of dig that, man. Like I. I don't know how much leadership quality he has, but just like <laughs> talk about talk about a cool character to lead your sort of like underground, you know, unsanctioned team. Either 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 Dodd Sandman or the question should be the leader. 
Because right. I, I think question brings kung fu abilities and the paranoia that Batman brings. If Batman has any leadership ability, it's because he knows everybody and everybody's scared of him, whether mentally right. or physically. So, you know, question has a little bit of that, but stinkier. I, I like that. <laughs> I mean, yes. If there was a character who was going to put together or like Batman would task with putting together, you need an underground unsanctioned JLA team that's like not reporting to anybody and doing its own thing. I think question is your leader. No question. To, to <laughs> well, how about Black Canary in, in that? You know what? I would like to say yes, but the bitch make too much noise. Oh, you that's know a good I mean? point. That's a good we, point. We, we talk about the stealth team. <laughs> That's a good point. So then the Animal Man actually fits in pretty well with that. Wait, I think oh, wait, Animal Man's who? a good choice. Yes. Animal Man. Yes. Yeah. For for a stealth team, Animal Man's um, great. I would throw in there, uh, he came up, you know, in all of our almost rans, but I think Metamorpho might be a good stealth team character. You mm-hmm. get some of that transmutation ability without the flashy, you know, flaming head style of Firestorm. <laughs> yeah, and his ability to become various gases and things make him uh, just an instant stealth sort of character. He could be the fog on the moors. He could be radon gas slipping in unseen. Yeah, makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah, And like he's that. the powerhouse, too, because like when shit goes down, he could just you know, punch Superman and run with the guys in a big ball or whatever, whatever the fuck he wants to do. Exactly. How about a, uh, how about a, we get another uh, bat uh, family and, uh, and Huntress. Ooh, that's interesting. Since this is a team, is she too sort of selfish? I will say hmm. that the dynamic between Huntress and question from justice league unlimited was hmm. kind of amazing. Yeah. When, like, he was really standoffish and she was just fascinated by him. And they had this weird, will they, won't they chemistry. Like I would love to see something like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's a, that's a great pick, Ron. You came from the shoe tops with that shit, her aesthetic and her silent weapon that she uses. Yeah. I'm liking this more and more the more I think about it. Yeah. And the chemistry issues that bill brought up. Perfect. So yeah, that's our stealth JLA. You see how we do it. Babies. Mm hmm. All right, shall we move on to the main event? Is that where is that where we're at? Oh, so we got to pick. Uh, and so, oh man, this is this is rough. So, well, what's the story? Last time we kind of came upon the story third. Let's kind of not try to do the ending first this time, (laughs) and let's kind of try to linearly go through the battle. But yeah, what is the story? Like, who is the team that's most likely to have started some shit? I mean, I think it's the team with Lobo on it. If I yeah. if I had to say, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd probably be something along the lines of Batman has sent Lobo on a on a on a mission of some type. He's done something a little over the top after drinking at a space bar, and and then basically Superman uh, shows up and is like, um, "What the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> that's interesting if the battle starts in space and it's lobo versus superman and then everybody has to assemble their teams you know and i don't know if it's all a misunderstanding between whatever batman was trying to accomplish and superman or maybe you know we're in the frank miller verse and batman actually ha- is at odds with superman um but yeah the idea that like superman and lobo first start going at it and then they crash to earth and it's like they're both a little bit winded from the fight and now it's like time to call in reinforcements. Okay, how does my team get involved? I think 
uh, when maybe they crash in the, in the sacred forest and burn up a whole bunch of shit and swap things like what the f- oh wait swap things ah. alternate. <laughs> but but yeah, swap things like what the fuck <laughs> you got he puts you out a are, call to his buddies yeah you guys are super heated <laughs> you know super He's, heated from fighting an upper atmosphere you burn down my whole forest and my swamp I was gonna say it could be that they crash land in uh, wherever Vixen's chilling out and you know she's a bit of an environmentalist herself. So yeah. maybe Vixen's the one who's like, "Hey, we need some help out here because Superman and Lobo are about to wreck shop." Yeah, they, they've burnt. They're burning down the forest, and she's like, "All the animals are screaming at her," and she's like, "I know, buddies. Jesus yeah. Christ, you ever talked to five thousand squirrels and fifteen hundred uh, fucking deer before? They're terrified." <laughs> so yeah, she's trying to she's trying to work that out. Yeah, she ends up uh, calling up uh, some of the big guns. Maybe she maybe she calls uh, Barda first <laughs> to come down and be like, do the Captain America like shoot the Mega Rod between Superman and Lobo and be like, what is happening here? <laughs> I mean, I I think it would work with either Barda or Wonder Woman, really, because obviously Wonder Woman's got that regulator aspect to her plus the relationship with superman but big barda can certainly fill that role yeah i think i think i want to have have her have her show up being like is there a problem <laughs> you know in, in this case well, i think wonder woman is my is my alternate and for the purposes of the way this gets goes or something or she's almost last to show up so uh all right yeah that's that's like that's looking pretty good here so we've got yeah three combatants on the scene all more or less equally powerful um and then Hitting each other. Like, yeah. So hard that like things are rumbling, car windows explode, you know, like the stuff you love to see in a in a monsters fighting monsters type of uh, scenario. Yeah. And even if it's in the forest, you know, several trucks Trees on blocks exploding, <laughs> several trucks on blocks are so rocked yeah. off their blocks and, and yep. the trailer park homes, the people on the outskirts of the swamp. Their yeah. plastic windows are rattling and bending. <laughs> Yeah, and the shitty Jeeps. Fucking <laughs> <Like> plastic <laughs> windows are <laughs> Oh no, I mean in the mobile home, Ed. You know, you haven't you haven't lived that sweet, sweet white trash life as much as I have. So <laughs> Oh, I, I saw it from afar. I got a telescope. <laughs> uh so so who shows up to uh like I said, Vixen, Vixen can't mix in with these guys. I think Vixen is just sort of chilling watching until one of you guys' intermediate characters shows up and tries to jump in. So I was going to say, you know, Superman, I think, is now thinking, I've just got two absolute giant badasses who are just throwing haymakers. I need to bring in some people who can, you know, try to contain the situation. And I think you get Hawkgirl, who's also a haymaker thrower, and Plastic Man, who can theoretically, you know, Mr. Fantastic his way around somebody and kind of incapacitate. So I think those are the next two people on the scene from my team calling in Hawk Girl and Plastic Man to try to defuse the situation and incapacitate either Lobo or Big Barda. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, th- I think in my case, uh, uh, Vixen calls Nightwing and Nightwing hangs up the fucking phone when he hears all the people that are fighting. <laughs> He's like, bitch, <laughs> are you crazy? <laughs> I, do, I do think there's an angle, though, if, yes, Vixen calls Nightwing and Nightwing is like, there's no fucking way, but then suspects that maybe Lobo is working for Batman for some reason mm-hmm. because Nightwing just always has an ear to the ground with Batman. Mm-hmm. And so maybe we get a battle on two fronts where Nightwing then sneaks into the Batcave because he doesn't want to be anywhere near that forest. 
Mm-hmm. But he tries to shut down Batman, and now we got to split our teams up. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, actually that's really nice. fun. Yeah. And TCCA sees Batman in there being like, damn it, Lobo, you got to get the, the thing and blah, blah. And it's like, you're the one? Yeah. What are you What are you doing this for? Why didn't you tell the Bat family? He's like, my secrets are my secrets. And Dick is like, you know what, man? I'm about tired of this shit, man. I'm about to beat your goddamn ass. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I just want some goddamn information. I come in here. <laughs> And I hear you planning some shit with Lobo, the guy who kills everybody. What in the fuck is going on? Hey, why don't you ask the rest of the Zarnians what they think about Lobo? Oh, you can't? Because they did? Cause he killed them all. <laughs> or at least he says he did. Lies a lot. <laughs> Fucking Lobo is like the Wayne Grow from Heat of the of the universe. <laughs> he says, I had to get it on. I'm the main man. I had to get it on. <laughs> <laughs> So by the way, not a not a bad way to play Lobo either. Oh, dude. Oh, it's yeah. Great. It's great, dude. Like I just, just wing and, and, and Lobo talking to each other. Dude, oh I man, watched... how the fuck you doing? I don't know how you doing. <laughs> you dude, motherfucker. Now, dude, I, I really think uh, I just watched Heat the other day. One of the first things Wayne Grow does is ask for a refill. And when the guy goes to get him the refill, he just runs away. So he just inconvenienced that guy for no reason. And it's like, uh, that's Lobo, man. <laughs> Lobo would be 100%. like, you owe me the other part of my milkshake. And then you hear his, and then you go back to get it. And his motorcycle just ri- starts up in space and drives away. <laughs> just a complete sociopath, nihilist. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad I picked him. So Ron, <laughs> now some shit goes down in the Batcave. Batman gets sucker punched by Nightwing. Who's he calling in to try to uh, incapacitate Nightwing? I think um, I think elongated man. Ooh, ooh, that is nice. That's nice stuff. Yeah, and he just shows up and is like, uh, "Hey, there can only be two dicks here, and I'm a <laughs> private one." <laughs> and then he wraps him up. Well played, Rod. Well yeah. played. Yeah. <laughs> and I like to write uh, real, real hilarious. Guys, why don't you hire me to write the dialogue for your comics? I think Superman then overhears whatever's going on on the comms where Batman's like, Lobo, I need you to go. And then faintly in the background, what the fuck's going on here, Batman? (laughs) (laughs) Superman's like, oh no, night (laughs) wang. At which point Superman makes uh, makes a call to steal and it's like, Steel, you got to go figure out what's going on in the Batcave. I know that you can incapacitate Batman. I know you can figure out whatever his plans might be. I'm tied up trying to handle Big Barda and Wonder Woman and not in the way that sounds fun. So <laughs> get your ass over there and uh, and try to try to lock down the Batcave for me. Oh, you know what's ill? I think Superman's having that weird fight with Barda and with Lobo. Right. And then, yeah, he's like, all right, Steel, go handle it in the Batcave. But then I think that is the time that Wonder Woman shows up in there and it's like, just peels elongated man off of Dick Grayson and just <laughs> twists him up all fucked up. And uh, and then uh, she goes to town on Steel like, look, man, I'm going to pound you up through the fucking roof. Batman's going to have to do some renovating after <laughs> after I finish your bitch ass. So that she, <laughs> yeah, she comes down to help out with that because obviously she could fly down to the main battle later. But like Big Barter's handling her business. Big Barter got all the comms and was like, 
uh, my nose is bleeding, but I'm holding my own. You, you can go ahead and do what you need to do, bitch. And uh, yeah, so yeah, I, I think Wonder Woman shows. I up do love that Wonder Woman and Big Barda call each other bitch. I I, they're girlfriends. Yeah. No, so, uh, so yeah, I think that's how I'm going to play it. Like Wonder Woman shows up in the Batcave to help out Nightwing because he was going to get fucked up by elongated man and steel. There's like no way. First you off, know. Batman is super mad, by the way. Dang. Everybody, <laughs> everybody knows where his goddamn Batcave is. And, <laughs> and can just get in. He's like, I, <laughs> I thought I set up everything well enough to keep people out, even people like you, but apparently I did not. Dude, the disrespect of Wonder Woman just sort of black adaming into the back cave. She just sort of flies. She didn't even go through the holograph wall. She just comes in. <laughs> I think the I think the most hilarious part of this entire battle has to be that it all ends in the bat cave. <laughs> we all get with back. Batman shit all broken. <laughs> I mean, I was gonna He's say He's looking at the the broken uh uh and torn um Jason Todd uniform all teary eyed and shit. <laughs> Which doesn't even make sense because Jason Todd's now alive as Red yeah. Hood. So why you why, even got that shit on display anymore? Yeah, stop it, bro. Like, get <laughs> over it. He's good now. I mean, I don't know about good, but he's I mean, alive. he sucks, but he's on your side. Yeah, so chill out. I mean, my next move then was going to be once Wonder Woman's in the Batcave and, like, peeling the steel off steel, Superman either pieces out and leaves, like, Maybe calls uh, the Ray in to take his place, and now we got Hawk Girl, the Ray, and Plastic Man trying to take down Big Barda, or Superman just straight up throws Lobo into the Batcave just to drop that bomb. Huh? Oh yeah, Superman flies away with Lobo, <laughs> just like, all right, I'm getting you out of here. They like, say, "Hey, Fetal's gears, what you doing, man? Well, Where are we going? Yeah. Yeah. Man, I was gonna ask Big Barda for a beer. Yeah, it's like I, I was trying to get it on. Uh, so, so basically, yeah, the bread. And you know what? I think one of the things that could happen is with, uh, you know, where's Zatanna at? Well, she's, you know, going to show up at some point and say kryptonite <laughs> backwards. <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah, that's. But uh, it's, it's think... going to backfire because even though she said kryptonite, she didn't say a specific kryptonite. And it's going to be some weird kryptonite that turns Superman into a dick. Oh, well, Oh, nice. Well, I think I think um yeah, well let's go with that. And the reason why we're not gonna talk about the Ray and Vixen is the Ray basically is gonna blast a goddamn light hole through Vixen and she's <laughs> gonna fucking die. And it's just really sad. Uh but the you know what I mean? So uh the only thing that could like prevent that from happening on any level is Firestorm showing up and being like, Oh bro. You don't know about me, man. I'm going to transmutate the fuck out of your shit. I'm going to do all types of stuff. I'm going to fight your energy with my nuclear energy. We're going to have, they're going to start siphoning each other's energy and like in this weird battle of wills of, of mm. energy absorption powers. And I think they might go supernova and blow up. And like, I think Vixen's going to just barely get out of there, like, or get super burnt up in the explosion that results from the ray and fire. And Zatanna will have other. sent them to a different dimension to, keep everyone alive well hold on yeah, though but, but Zata- yeah. i thought satana was in the bat cave and this fight yeah, was going Zatana's on gonna show up in the bat cave oh yeah, yeah. she's in the bat she's cave not in the right, fucking yeah. swamp. although she can't teleport but we're gonna take that away right now she's well she's, let me yes busy. and yeah let yeah. me yes and what you're saying ed because i do think that like the combination of plastic man the ray and hawk girl versus big barda could be interesting because you've got yeah. plastic man like holding her down hawk girl just pounding her with the mace and then the Ray shows up and he's blasting her with nuclear energy, at which point Firestorm has got to show up. 
Then we go into that Ray Firestorm thing. And I would almost say in the ensuing nuclear explosion, Plastic Man gets vaporized. Mm. Hawk Girl barely survives. Vixen's out because she got a hole blasted through her by the Mm -hmm. Ray. Mm -hmm. So now maybe we're talking Hawk Girl and Big Barda are injured but survive. And are they going to fight each other? Or now shit's going down in the Batcave because Superman flew Lobo over there and threw him like a baseball and just shattered the whole shit. So Yeah. Batman is super pissed again. He just hops up on a gargoyle that's obviously in the Batcave and he's just like, oh, this is, I'm just trying to get this one thing in space so that I can stop this bad guy. But instead, all these morons are fighting in my cave and he starts formulating a plan to take away all of their powers. (laughs) <laughs> well, you know, I I also think his um ab- I think hit I think that's what happens. He once he sees all this damage and all this fuck up fuckery, he hits up Zatanna to come get Wonder Woman and these people out of his fucking house because they're gonna tear bring the place down around his ears. Yeah, and that's and that that way we use her teleportation powers to kind of take us either to the grounds or whatever, you know, out, you know, out of the cave onto some place where we got space to fight. Cause the back cave is the, the manor is matchsticks and the inside of the cave is smashed in like some Chilean miners is down there. So yes. yeah, I think Zatanna magicking everybody out of there to fight on the surface. That's we, still alive. We, I think we got to think of a really cool setting. Cause if you think about it, this is very DC. This fight started in space it destroyed a forest. Now we destroyed the Bat Cave. We need someplace epic for Zatanna to teleport everybody. Oh, uh, oh, bro! What if? Yes. Is it? Is it the Fortress of Solitude? Oh, I love that. Yeah, you know? that's pretty great. I love. Yeah. It. So now we're at the North Pole, in or around the Fortress of Solitude. I would Ooh. say that once. Oh, I just thought of the best oh, DC no. thing ever. Here, go. Mm-hmm. It the the whole fight ensues. Everybody's going hardcore at each other during the thing they smash into the phantom zone and they open the phantom zone and then out comes all the bad guys from the phantom zone so then all these guys who are confused about the fight like i know we're supposed to win in the fight here but now everybody has to coalesce into a giant justice league to get everybody who's bad guys back into the phantom zone i think even 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 Anybody coming out of that. Yeah. So I was just going to say, I think once they're teleported, Superman grocks what's going on and super speeds over to Zatanna, covers her mouth with his hand and then breaks her jaw, taking her effectively out of the fight. (laughs) So she got them out of the Batcave. But once Superman knows what's happening, he's like, fuck this. And boom, he's over there. Zatanna's mouth is crushed. So now we've got in the Fortress of Solitude, I don't know if Batman got teleported or if he's just chilling in the Batcave trying to clean up no, after. You everything. know what? I think just a just a yes and what Batman is doing. Batman got teleported there, and while everybody is fighting and while the confusion is, Batman runs right to those super weapons that were in the uh, in Grant Morrison's run, like that super gun that can hurt Superman and all that shit. And he's just stuffing shit. He's like. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger in Commando. He's just raiding <laughs> the place for put, getting all these guns and different shit. He's like, comes out looking like, yeah, he's got bandoliers. And then he says, shit. I'm not going to kill you guys, but I'm going to fuck you up. <laughs> or, or, an alternate, uh, I came here to kick ass and chew bat gum, and I'm all out of bat gum. <laughs> 
I mean, really, we could write this dialogue all day. This is just brilliant, brilliant shit. I mean, it is, obviously. I just want to give us a, this is where we're at currently. So we've got, in the Fortress of Solitude, Batman's going after all the weapons. Lobo has been beat to shit after being used as a human wrecking ball, but he is still standing. Uh, Zatanna on the sidelines with a broken jaw. Superman is fighting on all fronts. And Steel has had most of his armor wrecked by Wonder Woman, but he is still there. And I would think that Steel also has some familiarity with the Fortress of Solitude. Yeah, that's probably said, even got an extra suit there. Yeah, Wonder Woman and Nightwing are both in the fight, and Big Barda and Hawkgirl are on their way there after the nuclear explosion, uh, after they narrowly escaped the nuclear explosion in the forest or the swamp. Yeah. So, oh, oh, and real quick, Nightwing and Batman are having that fight from John Wick 3 in the knife store where they're like grabbing super weapons or grabbing like or like trying to stop each other from grabbing super weapons to arm themselves to get back in the fight. So that's why they're they're preoccupied for a while with each other. Yeah. And so I think I mean I think Superman is going all out against Wonder Woman and meanwhile Steel pops away to also get his ass some super weapons. So we are going to have Batman, Steel, and Nightwing all with super weapons effectively leveling up our street-level characters. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. pretty great. All right, well, now where does um, where's Mr. Miracle come in? Because like I think what's interesting is Big Bar- is Big Barda fucked up in the forest? Yeah. Okay, I so Big Barda's so. fucked up in the forest, so Mr. Miracle comes out of a boom tube and sees his chick fucked up, and he's like, what the fuck? This is terrible. And so I think he shows up to the Sports of Solitude and with an just, attitude for everybody. Like, yeah. somebody fucked my wife up. And then he just rescues <laughs> I didn't sign up for this. Yeah, I mean, I, he, I think he boom tubes her away. But like I said, I think he – I think she goes – she says something like uh, – at this fortress of solitude, <laughs> whatever yeah. you know, what I'm saying. So yeah. Well, I was. I mean, I, I, I'm. I'm all about killing my own characters, apparently. But I was going to say that Hawk Girl and Big Barda are the immediate mano a mano. So if Mister Miracle shows up, he's slyly boom tubing Hawk Girl to you know the next mm. galaxy just to get her yeah. out of the fight. Yeah, well, yeah. And, nice. Satana's nice. already dead, by the way. Like she, uh, I mean, Superman, her, her got fucked, Superman up, yeah. fucked it up a little too much, and one of the tooths went down her throat and <laughs> tried to say no tooth backwards, but it didn't work. <laughs> oh no! Jane, oh, that's the thing. She's fi- she's fighting so hard to like re. So, like Superman is a nice guy. He didn't break it. He dislocated it, and yeah. she's doing a real hard job. And she once she gets her her jaw relocated, and she's about to say stuff. Nightwing punches her in her mouth. <laughs> She's just right on time, just just a Tsuki kick to the to the face, and she's like, she's out. You know what I'm saying? So she almost got into the fight, but uh, she got taken out. So uh, uh, here's, a, here's a monkey. Here's a monkey wrench. I think Steel gets in the Kryptonian mech suit, just the giant ass oh, robot no. suit, and now he's fighting on like a Superman Wonder Woman level. But the question becomes. Does, does Batman or Nightwing find a way to take him out? And we also are waiting for the Adam and the Elongated Well, I was about to here. say, Batman so, like, is already told as soon as he sees... What, what, what's happening there? As soon as as soon as soon Batman sees um, uh, out of the corner of his eye still get into the that suit, he knows that if he doesn't you know, stop that immediately, and he goes, Adam, I know that you're solving some weird physics problem right now, um, but I'm going to need you to take apart that suit. 
and then he just shrinks down and goes in and starts unscrewing things. <laughs> <laughs> and I also think I think I think Elongated Man got smashed up in the cave in. Oh, because Wonder sure. Woman was whooping his ass something fierce. And, and you know, and now just he's just taking a nap. Yeah, just fighting on the bones of old slaves and shit, like way down in the sedimentary rock, you know, of of Bruce Wade's manor. And I just think he got so fucked up that when the cave in happened, yes, he's elongated. Yes, he's probably still alive, but he smashed for a mile of yeah. just coal and nastiness down there. So like, and he wasn't visible. So when Zatanna, you know, you know. Uh, teleported everybody. She teleported everybody she could see from the spell or whatever, and he wasn't there. So yeah, that's why well, those yeah. people got out. Of and there. he's real uncomfortable because you know he's got that super sniffer, so he's just smelling coal, and it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's just not God fun. Damn it, he's not a gruff to crime dog. His nose just moves when crime is about. That's it. No, also, he can smell well. I, this I've read it. Oh, I did just want to say that. I love the image as the atom is like microscopically dismantling the Kryptonian war suit. I do think steel as this thing is like falling apart around him gets in one good sucker punch on wonder woman as she's toe to toe with Superman. Oh yeah. So whether it's mm-hmm. enough to take her out, I don't know, but it's going to turn the tide of that battle. Mm, yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah I mean, I and think Superman that's why ties her up with his, <laughs> with her own lasso. Um, incorrect. Sorry, got to veto that one. Nobody okay. takes, nobody puts baby's lasso in a corner. No, that's ridiculous. Yeah. But I do think she does get fucked up because Superman, I mean, honestly, Superman flying super hard right at her face. It's just, I, I think he would, I think he could fuck her up real good. And I think if he puts his all into fucking her up real good, she's out of the battle for a significant amount of time, which makes Nightwang have to be the powerhouse for a second with his Kryptonian weapons. Well, let me, okay, let me go back to Ron's suggestion. So if Superman puts all of his, all of his strength into one last punch, he's already been in a a knockdown drag out with Lobo, Big Barda and Wonder Woman. So he's fucked up. Even if he manages to knock out Wonder Woman, steals Kryptonian mech suit, crumbles around him. Batman and Nightwing are still going after the Kryptonian weapons. This is the perfect time to escalate into the phantom zone projector because essentially Mm. you've got severely wounded Superman, Batman, Nightwing, the atom and armorless steel left in the fortress of solitude. (laughs) And now you've got Kryptonian supervillains on the loose. Yeah. I really think, I think steel is just trapped in his armor and fucked up. Like he's like, I got Ray Ray fucked all my shit up. Ray Palmer. That is the atom fucked all my shit up. So like I'm here. But I can't get out. I'm trapped in. I'm trapped in a, 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 a prison of my own devising. You know what I'm saying? Because I picked it, get in this giant mech suit and it smashed around my body. So, good luck, guys. You know, what I, mean? I have no systems. So, I'm just fucked up. So let's set the stage because I think this is a good time to um, to start bringing in the alternates, right? So we've got non just non is released from the Phantom Zone. So you got this hulking Kryptonian monster. You've got Batman. Nightwing, the Atom rebigulates out of the mech suit, and mm. then Mr. Miracle shows up in a boom tube, but Big Barda is still completely fucked up, so his attention is, is split, and Superman can barely stand. So what do you do? I think Superman calls in Etrigan the Demon, and Nightwing calls in Swamp Thing, and it's like, we just need some fucking powerhouses to help take down this Kryptonian. Yeah, I think, I think like, uh, and, home, and, the, and the ill part is... 
I think given Swamp Thing's ability to to fuck with plants, even uh, Xeno plants from other places, mm. he comes up like giant vines to the Arctic ice of, you know, coming through the fucking floor of even the Fortress of Solitude and growing from super seeds to repopulate planets. And he's like, there's multiple versions of Swamp Thing all over the place, powered by, you know, Kryptonian seeds and all this weird shit that you put in a spacecraft, you know? I fucking love it. It's like Swamp Thing grows out of the bottle city of Kandor and out (laughs) of, like, the intergalactic zoo just because there's spores on the animals (laughs) and shit. And mm-hmm. suddenly he's just this fucking alien swamp thing. That's amazing. Yeah, that, dude. I want someone. Frank quietly needs to draw that. Yes, yes. Fuck yeah. Um, so yeah, fuck <laughs> yes. and I think I think that's the thing that kind of um, if yeah, Nightwing and Super uh, Nightwing and and Swamp Thing, Nightwing and Swamp Thing. <laughs> Uh, work together like a Nightwing doing parkour all across the branches and shit that he's right and and giving him good cover for him to like shoot his super Kryptonian weapons and like pick off people and shit. So like I think Nightwing will be smart enough to try to figure out how to fuck up the atom, even if it's like you know some anti I, I don't know I'm not saying anti embiggening Ray or whatever, but like if Ray comes up to be like Batman, what's up? If he gets regular size for even a moment, I think Nightwing would be smart enough to try to take him out. First, we gotta take out the bad guy, the big bad guy. Oh yeah, well I think Adam. Ed's just content. Ed's 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 team is just destroying the other team so that he can have all the glory. I get it. It's very true because I think Nightwing sees Non as what he is—a distraction for all the powerhouses, so he could jump around and pick people off. I think that's the most Batman thing you could do. I think Superman and the the demon is essentially just like the Hulk, so he just starts fighting Non, no question. Swamp Mm -hmm. Thing, maybe his first you know first instinct is to fight Non. Injured ass Superman is definitely going after him. So then you've got Nightwing trying to take out Batman and the Atom. And Mr. Mm. Miracle's kind of a wild card here. I don't know if he's just, if he boomed to Barda back to New Genesis because he's like, peace, y'all. Like, I got to take care of my wife. But I like the idea of like Nightwing lets the big guns go fight. And now he's got to figure out, you know, the Atom or Batman, what am I going to do with these guys? Yeah. I think his decision. To go with fucking up the atom and how complicated, whether whatever he's, he's probably, he would have to set up like some sort of field or shoot some kind of like force field gun or something like that to be like, okay, this general area is fucked up and I knew the atom was over there. All that effort to get that to happen is how Batman takes my boy out because that psychological, like, I didn't take out my dad first. I think that comes back to bite him. I don't know if he gets taken out, taken out, but I think definitely Batman at least gets to drop on him. And I think Batman gets to drop on anybody and get taken out. You know, you know what's hilarious? How this is going to end? So, like, let's say they manage to incapacitate Non or send him back to the Phantom Zone. Now you've got Etrigan and Swamp Thing. I mean, that's kind of a good battle between the two of them. Oh, but- check it out! Check it out! Check it out! I, I got it! Yeah. I got it! I think Mister Miracle. A, he boom to Barda out of there because she was super fucked up. But B, when he gets into the battle, he sees all this non shit and non is fucking wrecking shot because, like you said, Soups is too fucked up and all these people are fucked up. And and uh, Wonder Woman got bashed way down. Some She's dead or fucked up from the super punch. I think Mr. Miracle instantly, uh, he has, to, because non is so big, he can resist the boom tube. For some reason, I think Mr. Miracle like jumps on him bodily and boom tubes himself in his own mass into the phantom zone with non and then and then make sure it closes because mr miracle knows he'll eventually be able to escape 
but at least non won't. I fucking love that. That is oh, that's perfect. So, you're basing it right on character. You're tugging my heartstrings. Here's what I, here's what I was going to say, though. If Etrigan and Swamp Thing fight each other to a standstill, what we've essentially set up is Superman hauls his ass to his feet barely. Batman is outfitted with Kryptonian tech and Wonder Woman comes to. And that is what we're left with. Oh. Wonder Woman is concussed. Superman is beat to shit. And Batman has Kryptonian tech. Who wins that last three standings? <laughs> yeah, that's Oh my God, hard. Ed. It won because I, you gave me Batman. <laughs> hey, but you know what? Like you said, though, when Batman when Batman goes, I got, uh, I'm sorry to do this to you, Clark. And he shoots Superman with the kryptonite gun. And as he he looks down and the setting is on red kryptonite. He's like, oh shit. And like Superman's like, oh, I love motherfucking that. bitch. You stupid orphan cocksucker, you. I'm gonna beat your fucking ass. And for the first time ever, he actually fights Batman with the power that he should fight him with. And your boy is done. I'm sorry yeah, if Superman ever came up to Batman with all the f- the fires of hell in his eyes, it's over. And that's what got it fucked up. Just that. And that, then that the red setting. kryptonite wears off. Superman starts crying because he killed Batman. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then um, Wonder Woman chops his head off. <laughs> I think I think what, what I think Wonder Woman comes to him and says, "Cal, we all make mistakes." Blah blah, and he just flies so fast and so hard she's like blown back a hundred feet by the whatever and we never see superman again <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> so, you motherfuckers want a dark superman story we just told you the darkest superman story i was just gonna say, i, I kind of love the fact that like wonder woman is the one person left standing but it's the most pyrrhic victory ever like is this the Zack snyder dc universe <laughs> because <laughs> Damn, that was that was a fucking battle for your ass right there, dude. Yeah, and uh, and in the big in in the big uh, melee, um, Swamp Thing was getting super fucked up. But yeah, Swamp Thing regenerates from one seed and is standing next to Wonder Woman, and he's like, "Did we win?" And Wonder Woman says, "No." Brutal. But then Lobo pops up, and he's like, "Hey, want to get a beer?" Wonder Woman, as mad as she would be at the end of this battle. At having like this whole shit started because, because Superman was fighting fucking Lobo. I think if somebody gets to say so she chops his head off and then she ties him with to his to his motorcycle and sends it into the fucking sun so he can't regenerate. And then she, yeah. she goes, "Now justice has been served," <laughs> and that's the end, dude, I, dude. And let's let's just appreciate the fact that in this epic battle, we destroyed. A moon or a planet, wherever the fight started. We destroyed the swamps of Louisiana, Night Wang's hometown. We destroyed the Bat Cave, and we destroyed the Fortress of Solitude. This is truly a battle royale that lives up to its name. Yeah. Fuck yeah, man. That that was badass. And you know what? We've won some battle royales in our own life. Uh, I think, Bill, you have an amended review to read. Because uh, oh. there was there was a time where we had a five star rating, and then some some dickless piece of shit gave us a one star rating, probably because of our politics or our abject intelligence. I don't know, but uh, then another person <laughs> took a star away from our five star our stellar star, five star review because we didn't like the movie Logan uh, to his liking. But 
they amended their review because of our appeals to the fact that like, just because we had an opinion doesn't mean we need to lose a star. We're a great podcast, as you've just heard. And that person listened and relented. Bill, take it away. From the wise guy 487, you may have seen it previously. It's called Fun Insights, comma, with the occasional head scratcher. Lots of great insight into various different topics they choose, but mostly these guys just have fun and are a lot of fun to listen to. But Logan not being good? That's a weird hill to die on. Extremely disagree. However, now that it's five stars, quote, edited, colon, changed my star rating. Even though I still disagree with them on that point, it shouldn't affect the amount of stars these guys, their podcast, and its musings actually deserve. Sincere apologies from WiseGuy487. Dude. Dude, WiseGuy487, that is dope, and I truly appreciate it. No jokes, no nothing, just Mm -hmm. I really appreciate you considering that and and giving us that extra star because um like i mean frankly we deserve it um but you know (laughs) what it is it's indicative that our audience listener base yeah are discerning people yes and they're able to change their minds with new information they're able to disagree in a polite manner uh even when we don't frankly (laughs) uh (laughs) and i just i really love that about our listener base and wise guy you're a real minch Thank you so much, wise guy. You truly have lived up to your name. And the rest of you listeners might be going, God, this is like the fourth episode in which these guys have talked about that damn four-star review. Is it really that important? And to you, I say, of course it is. That's why we need more five-star reviews. Boom. Yeah, please leave us a five-star review on whatever uh, app uh, that you use. Uh, If you can, throw it on Apple. Just like, I don't know, log into Apple and review us because that shows up the most and it's the most used podcast app. So um, also you can email us uh, if you want to at email, the greatest pod at gmail.com. We even got this really nice email adding an extra thing. This is from Charles Clark. He's also one of our Patreon supporters. Uh, He left a five-star review a while ago, but he said, I feel like I have to add more to my thoughts. The dictionary defines insightful as, having or showing an accurate and deep understanding, semicolon perceptive. I define it as you guys. Oh, yeah, seriously. Every time I listen, whether it's just a fun, light episode about your favorite Avengers, an examination of the conservatism inherent in superhero storytelling, a fantastic episode everyone should listen to, or the toxic culture of fandom. I feel like I'm gaining new perspective on things that I see or participate in all the time as a consumer of media. You guys offer that rare combination of entertainment and true understanding of the topics you guys discuss. Even if I disagree with an opinion, it's almost always helps me understand my own opinions better and puts them in a form I can articulate. I wish you guys nothing but success and thoroughly recommend anyone listening to subscribe to both the main feed and the Patreon. That's patreon.com slash the greatest pod. The number of times I've been listening to an episode from the Patreon and absolutely losing my mind laughing is too high to count. There's so much to love. Here's hoping 2023 is a great year for you guys and all the listeners. Thank you so much, Chuck. That That's a great one. Absolutely. Thank you. I, it's It sounds like he's literally getting out of this podcast everything that we want people to get out of this podcast. And that warms my heart a little. And it's it's reviews like that last one from Wise Guy. And it's messages like that from Chuck that really let me know that we have a just league of dope-ass episodes of... <laughs> The greatest 
Bye.